welcome to another edition of the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Our journey through the SEC head coaches continues today, and joining me, it's going to be head coach at Auburn University, Coach Flo. Coach spent a couple years at Georgetown, took them to some pretty great levels of success in the Big East, the old Big East, and now is entering her seventh season at Auburn. Missed the tournament last year, but the two seasons prior to that took the Tigers to back-to-back NCAA tournaments for the first time since 08-09. Has a ton of talent coming back. Really only lost one significant player to note. They signed a top 20 recruiting class as well. So I want to talk to her about her team, about her style of basketball. They press, they force a million turnovers, so I'm intrigued about where that came from and try to get to know a little bit more about what she's thinking as they enter the year. So Coach Flo is going to join me here in a second. We'll be right back. This is The Jump Around. back on the jump around as promised Auburn head coach coach Flo joining me this morning coach I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to to join me here and we'll talk about your your Auburn Tigers team going forward in a bit you've got a you've got a talented group of kids but for people who don't know you uh, I feel like you're one of those coaches that maybe people uh, don't realize, you know, how, uh, w- what level of success you've had, how long you've been around the game. It's one of those things, I, I don't know, maybe it's your personality, your, your unassuming nature, but you kind of just float by and then you look up and go, man, took Georgetown to all these tournaments, took them to the Sweet 16, took Auburn to back-to-back NCAA tournaments for the first time in 10-plus years. Who is Coach Flo? <laughs> Thanks, Blake. We appreciate you taking the time to look into it. And that's what happens when you're so old. You know, you just <laughs> you just kind of roam around and people see you, but they don't know what's going on with you. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I've been in the business now a whopping hmm, 27 years altogether as a head coach and as an assistant. Years as an assistant. Um, and then adds up to 15 years as a head coach, both at uh, Georgetown for eight years and now starting my seventh season here at Auburn. With you being at Georgetown, you started as a Georgetown assistant, then you went to Georgia and Missouri State, and then you go back to Georgetown and uh, revitalized a program who hadn't had a ton of success. And I know you talk about after a little bit of time there, is kind of when you made your switch into the style of play that your team still employ. You, you go into this pressing mentality to where you want to turn the team, the other team, over 25-plus times. What was it that made you make that switch uh, into that type of style of basketball? Yeah, when I got to Georgetown, we, uh, to put it nicely, we weren't very good. <laughs> uh, and then even the years that I got there, we were, you know, you're trying to play with what you have before, you know, you get your recruiting classes together and everything, which, as most people have learned, it usually takes anywhere from, you know, three to four years to really get, you know, your type of players into a program. And so we were were playing a zone, which, you know, I really can't stand just a regular old two three zone. I had, you know, my mentors had always been John Chaney and John Thompson who were pressing, getting after people and I finally just 
going into my fourth year at Georgetown, and we were going to bring in seven freshmen. And I spoke to my staff, and I said, okay, like, I really hate the way we play. <laughs> like, we really need to do something different. I felt like I needed to read a book on how to play a zone for dummies because I had no idea what I was doing. Like, it just wasn't my style. Yeah. And at that time, Keith Brown uh, was my assistant coach, and he was like, well, you know, I have this one, two, two, you know, press that you know we can put in he said you know you can look at it and then you know do what you do add your magic to it um and you know see if we like it and that's kind of what we did at that point i i i wanted to change the way we play it, it was boring it was i couldn't even coach it so i said let's just switch it up and you mm-hmm. know like i said it was a good time because it was bringing in seven new bodies sure. who you know would, would grasp doing something different and teaching something different yeah. And it just became a way, you know, to win games. Because at that point, when you're, you know, a new coach, you're trying to figure out any way that you can to win yourself one or two, three more games. Yeah. And to cause havoc and make the game as difficult for your opponent and give yourself an opportunity to win, that's how we became a pressing team. Well, you've certainly done a good job with it, carrying it over uh, into Auburn, the 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 Tigers kind of employ that same style of defense. And if you look back um, to last year, you guys forced nearly 23 turnovers a game, which is third most in the country. And, and now we'll, we transition to your Tigers team. You know, with that team last year, I mean, you guys stole the ball 13 times a game. You're really dangerous in the full court. Uh, I know you guys struggled a little bit, though, on the offensive end once you kind of got into the half court. Where I'm sure it's tough because when, when you're you know, focused on being a defensive team and you're so successful at that, and then, you know, if you even hold, if a team only turns the ball over, you know, 17 times, which is still a lot, if they're able to do that against you, it gives them a chance. So how do you, how do you balance trying to, you know, you have a stellar defense and getting the offense up to that same level? <laughs> yeah, that's a very good question. <laughs> Something we've actually worked on this summer, you know, because even when we were at Georgetown, we, we didn't score a lot of points, but we didn't give up a lot of points mm-hmm. also, but we were able to. You know, and, and and a lot of reason why we're a pressing team, um, you know, it's not really always just to force turnovers, um, you know, but forcing turnovers take away offensive possessions from teams, which doesn't allow them to score. But it does so many other things as well, and that's some of the things that we try to teach our players as well. But this summer we kind of focus on, you know, we look at, what do you call it, the analytics, okay, <laughs> of how great our defense was compared yeah. to our offense. And if you and if we were on one of those little ladders, we would have fell off um, and, and tore our head up on how <laughs> lopsided it was. <laughs> uh, so we, we, we worked a lot this summer and into our preseason, you know, developing our offensive game. But it's like what you said, but it's so hard – because you want to be great at everything, and, and we're a program that's trying to be excellent, and it's very hard to be excellent at both offense and defense. It, I mean, you just – the teams that are are, are just very talented teams. I sure. mean, just very, very talented teams. Sure. Well, um, and so, you know, we spend a lot of time on our defense. So I'm trying not to take away the focus from our defense – but trying to give just a little bit more time to our offense. We switched up the offense a little bit, but but nothing helps more than anything, Blake, as you and <laughs> I and 
500 million coaches in the country know. If you bring in some players that have some offense, it really doesn't matter what you want, okay? If you can get a steal and make a basket, hello, that's an easy fix for offense. Yes, yes absolutely. That. Yes, yes. <laughs> good, good, good recruiting makes great coaching. That's how that works. Uh, yes, so that probably goes into what we've done as well now. Um, you know, our defense is great here at Auburn, but we really have done a much better job with our recruits and bringing in players, you know, especially this freshman class that we brought in this year that can just flat out score. Yeah. That, that, that helps more than anything else. Well, I wanted to get into this class. It's, uh, it was ranked as the number 13 class in the country. Uh, you've got some, some really good players. You, you guys clearly have made it a priority to to get it done in the Southeast uh, with some of your freshmen, but you also got a transfer from Duke and Crystal Prim, and you got Aaron Howard from up in uh, Wisconsin as well. Uh, talk us through some of these for people who haven't seen these players play. Uh, what can we expect for this freshman class? Yeah, we'll start with Crystal Prim, who, who transferred from Duke, but uh, truth be told, Crystal should have came here in the first place, <laughs> but I digress on that note. All works um, out in the end, right? <laughs> yeah, I tell her every day, I remind her every day, she wasted two years of my life by being at another school. But anyway, but you bring in a Crystal Prim who now has experience at, you know, competing. She competed at a high level in high school and at AAU playing on the Nike circuit. And then, then she competes at another high level in the ACC. So you bring in that type of leadership and experience, it definitely helps a lot. And Crystal, as you know, her offense. Yes. She may not be a great three-point shooter, but what she can do for us when you talk about pressing and getting steals in the in the in the full court in transition, she can flat out score. Yep. Um, and you look at our two Georgia kids, both uh, Robin Benton, who played you know uh, on the Nike circuit as well, and then Brooke Moore playing with the famous FBC Mo, and everybody knows oh, that they yeah. can score. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> You know, you're bringing in two very good guards, um, you know, that can, that can score, whether it's from the three. And Robin Bitt, three-point shooting at Nike National became unbelievable. Um, you know, to put it on floor, to mid-range, to drive, like just bringing in just instant offense. Um, and then you bring in Aaron Howard from Wisconsin, who many don't know unless you were on the Adidas circuit, mm -hmm. you know, a true stretch four that can just spread the floor. So for a, a unique Thompson, our post player, that helps her because now they have to get out and guard her and not do like most SEC teams do and sit in her lap yep. um, all season long. So that, that helps to be able to stretch that four um, out and stretch those shooters out. And then, um, and then we brought in Natalie, who who will also play a little bit of the uh, post position as well. You know, and then adding what we have, you know, Deja Alexander came onto the circuit last year after sitting, you yep. know. Yep. I shouldn't say sitting, playing behind Brandy, Brandy Montgomery, another very good shooter. Um, Deja definitely showed her scoring ability last year. And then you have Janai McKay. So we've got some people that can score, which for a coach who's trying to – Increase their <laughs> offensive output, okay? Absolutely love that fact. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I I actually I want to get into some of those returners. I'm I am a huge Nia McKay fan. I, I've I, even last year I said I thought she'd have a breakout year. I mean she nearly averaged 17 points a game, and so I think that's pretty darn good while leading your team in assists as well. But she's a player I feel like really has a chance to make a step up into making first team potentially All SEC. And then you mentioned unique 
uh, in a post player who was getting double teamed, was getting sat on, but still averaged nearly a double-double as a freshman, and then Alexander making all defense. So really, this is the first time in a few years that you've had – I mean, really, your your core is back, and you guys are, are locked and loaded. I feel like you guys have a, have a chance to be pretty good. I think we do. I think we have a chance to be pretty good, you know. But once again, you, you te- we got to be able to add to those three. Yeah. Um, that that helps a lot when you've got some other ones as well. Because you know, the biggest thing in the SEC is scouting report. I mean, I think all of the teams do a very good job of locking down some of your top people. Sure. So when you can get help from other people, that helps a lot. I think Janai McKay definitely has a chance to have a great year. She. Um, the one thing that I think will help her a lot is being able to um, do a little bit more. We know she can score. Um, you know, she's going to increase her assist record. But the day that we get Janai McKay to play defense is going to be a wonderful thing. So <laughs> we're still working on that right there. Yeah. See, that's the one. That's the one thing, Blake, about our defense that that that's really great. We really get to hide, you know, a lot of people. Yeah. And we laugh at days at Alexandra making, you know, all defensive team. Like, what? You can come back and give that award to the whole team, okay? Because you just happen to be in the right spot of any deflection that Jasmine Jones at the top of the press gets. Yeah, Deja. Uh, yes. Okay. Ste- <laughs> yeah. Steal. <laughs> So funny. Yes. Yes. Steel. <laughs> steel numbers. Steel numbers can uh, sometimes be a false allusion to to good de- good defense. Uh, yeah. 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 You, we would We would not classify her as a lockdown defender. Okay. That will not go into account. We'll classify her now as as a scorer. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. Lockdown uh, defender. I am not gonna lie, Blake. Okay. I refuse to. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate but your I, honesty, but I, coach. <laughs> She's been she's been fun to watch. I want to talk to you a little bit about your schedule. You guys have a good mix of um, oh my god! Yeah, but, but you guys are on the you guys are traveling. You guys are going yeah, on the road. Yeah. You don't see uh, BCS level teams do that too terribly much. Um, what what kind of went through the? Tell me through the. I'm always interested with schedule making. So what kind of went through the thought process with this year's schedule? Well, the problem is because our style of play. Not too many people usually want to play us, and they definitely don't want to come here. Um, So that that had a lot to do with it as well. And then, you know, we got into the preseason WNIT, and that one, you just never really know where you're going to be. Um, But I thought it was a great tournament to get into and and get your mind focused right away. Um, So, yeah, it's a a little tough, probably tougher than – any SEC coach will want, knowing going into the SEC play, how tough that already is. Yeah. Um, but but I think it'll be, it'll be good for us, and and then definitely playing on the road. Nothing like playing on the road gets you ready. Yep. You know, for playing in the SEC. When you look at this conference, 
you know, for, for the past few years, especially, you know, you know, Asia Wilson kind of had a, a shadow over everybody. Um, and then last year, obviously Mississippi state, uh, took the, took the regular season crown, but this year it, it I don't know, you, you, you can disagree with me, please. If you, if you don't agree, but it, it feels like it, it's very open and there's a lot of opportunities for a lot of teams. Like you could, you could convince me that every team could finish, you know, in a five to six seed kind of spot. Um, I don't know yeah. if you feel that or not, uh, but yeah, it, no, I do. It's almost like um, the top tier teams have a top player to replace. Yes. So it yes. kind of, you exactly. know, if they can replace what they've lost, then they can remain at the top. Yes. If not, now it becomes, it's, it's a major rush in there on who's going to finish where because it becomes very competitive. Yeah. When you take a Asia Wilson who stands above and beyond everybody, oh, yeah. you know, you take her out of the picture now. Um, you know, you take a Vivian, you know, from Mississippi State. Like, you take you take these top, top players out of the picture. Now it becomes who, who can replace them and how good can you still be. So it's still a battle, you know, oh, yeah. in the SEC. People don't believe us when we – where we say we are the number one conference in the country because we are. Yeah. You know, I invite anyone to come and play in our conference <laughs> and then disagree yeah. um, because there's no easy game. Like, there's not, you know. Even, I remember it might have been two or three years ago, Ole Miss had not won a game, and we went to Ole Miss the last game of the season. We were in our dog fight. I'm talking about our NCAA tournament year. Yeah, yeah. And in, we were in a dog fight with a team that hadn't won a game. Because nobody plays like that, right. you know, and, and that's the one thing in this conference, whether you're playing at home or playing on the road, it's tough. Yeah. It's really tough. Yeah. Um, I got two more questions for you, and I'll get you out of here because I know, I know you are busy. Um, in the offseason, Auburn got a new AD in Alan Green, and uh, I just always wonder, you know, what it's like when, when you obviously get hired by one athletic director and have a new one come in. Um, there's always, a you know, a different – uh, focus a different energy just wondering just uh, in general how how it's been the last few months uh, under new leadership oh my god alan's awesome yeah. he, he is wonderful he he brings a lot of energy he's got a great personality um you know we have both not only a new ad but we have a new president as well uh president leaf who who is actually awesome too so i love president leaf and i love alan because <laughs> i got a new contract so they're not <laughs> right now so I have nothing bad to say about either one of them. <laughs> that is a great answer. Great answer right yeah. there. <laughs> so, yeah, so they signed me to a new five-year contract. Mm-mm, I have no Absolutely. issues with anyone. Yeah. We are all great. <laughs> yeah, extended through the 2022-23 20, uh, season. Congrats uh, to you on that. That's certainly Thank uh, you. helps on everything. Uh, last thing yes. I will ask you to get out of here. Um for and I kind of always do this with coaches because I, I feel like it's you know this is your platform to, to talk on uh, for people who don't know uh, about Auburn's program who don't know about what you guys have who maybe um, you know only know you by looking on the on the website and seeing the standings what what would you say about your team that you want uh, you know the the women's basketball nation at, at large to know um, what can they expect from you guys this year? Just, you know, kind of an open general. You can take that however you want. Um, you know, tell us about Auburn. You know, Auburn's great. You know, a lot of times, you know, we get clocked into, you know, a great football school, which we are, of course. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, but but both the men's and women's basketball programs, you know, are have either been on the map or getting on the map, and and I think that's what Auburn was kind of made made a name for ourselves. You know, even though the years before I got here, you know, when we really weren't that good, yeah. um, we're definitely someone to be contended with, and it's going to be a battle every single night. There's not a there's not a team that will leave the floor from playing us and be like, oh my God, Auburn plays hard. Yeah. You know, boy, they really get after it. Okay, and that's the one thing that you will always say about an Auburn women's basketball team: we're going to play hard. And now we've added in being excellent to playing hard. Whew. Yeah, that's tough. We're not trying to be good. We're not trying to be great. We're trying to be excellent, both on and off the floor. And I think when you do that, you're building great players and great character. So it's a certain way that they're carrying themselves right now and a certain feel that they have. And, and, and that's the Auburn women's basketball team, you know. You don't really have to say it. Nobody has to, you know, talk about us. We don't really care, yeah. you know, because we know who we are and, and we know what it is that we're going to bring every single night on the floor where, you know, a lot of people talk about families, you know, and, and we're a good family. This is a good fit. Yeah. You know, coaches sometimes, when they laugh when we say they actually like each other. They be like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, when you've been doing it for 27 years, you know when you've had teams that don't like each other. Yes, okay? absolutely. <laughs> you know, so, you know, they, they like, and when we say they like each other, they don't have to be buddy-buddy and friends off the court because everybody's going to have who they like. You know, you have your friends, Blake. You know, we have our friends. We like who we like. But when it's time to come together and play, that that's what they do, and that's what they're going to do as well. So it, it's a really good good team here and, and good people, you know. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with everybody around Auburn because I'm not going to take full credit and starting with our president and starting with our athletic director. It's just a feel here, you know, that that's really good and it's, and it's a great atmosphere. I enjoyed moving here. You know, it was a tough decision um, coming here from Georgetown because I love Georgetown. Yeah. Absolutely love it. My daughter is actually a freshman there, you know, right now. I told her Very it would have cool. been nice if you told me you wanted to go at that point because I would have stayed. <laughs> okay. But, you know, you know, you know that that's where she is right now. So it, it was hard moving here, but I'm glad I made the move. And it, and it was a family decision based on my kids being able to spend more time with them, and and it all worked out for the best. Yeah, well, and just to that end, I mean, you look at your staff too, and in Ty and Adrian, who've been with you for seven years, and um, that makes a difference. I'll yeah. interrupt you real quick. Like Go that, ahead. that really makes a difference. You know, when you've got, you know, and, and it's not going to be everyone. You know, you can look at UConn. I mean, you can look at teams that have consistent on their staff. Mm-hmm. It really makes a difference because everybody's, you, you're teaching the same thing. You're talking the same language. You're recruiting the same. Like, it, 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 it has really made a difference. Yeah, well, on our coaching staff. Let me steal. Let me steal another one more or one more question out of you. Then to that end, um, what what goes into that? Because you know, if people aren't coaches, uh, they don't realize the time spent. And college coaches listening right now are nodding their heads, going, "Yeah, this is this is your family. You spend <laughs> an absurd amount of time together." And there is one hundred percent. There is at some point in the year, everybody wants to strangle somebody else, right? Like, there's always that moment. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. what? I mean, how? It's rare to see one, but how do you have you know two people in your staff who've been around for so long? What what goes into you know all three of you making things work? And then Coach Garcia has been there for three years too, so you can kind of add her in the mix uh, as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so what goes into having a staff uh, environment like that where you guys are able to hey let's let's do this thing together for a long time? Yeah, I think it's 
you really do have to like each other. Well, you know, that may sound like a cliche, but mm. you, you really do. I mean, because it's not just like you said, it's not just, you know, going to practice every day. Like you're around each other a lot. You're traveling with each other. You're here every day. Like it's a lot. And, and both Ty and Adrian, they're awesome. They're just, they're just awesome guys. And, you know, they don't put a whole lot of stones into it and everything. They just come to work every day, working hard and, and understand, you know, why they made the commitment to come here with me in the first place yeah. and, and really stand behind that. Now, Ty, on the other hand, though, Ty, Ty wants to be a head coach, you know, and, and I hope one day he's given that opportunity because he's going to be a great head coach. There's a reason why I made him my associate head coach. Mm. Um, he, he's going to be a very good head coach, and, and one day I hope someone gives him the opportunity. Now, I'm not saying I want to lose him. Am I a little selfish? Oh, yeah, you know. And I'm not saying I'm happy when he doesn't get a job. I mean, but um, but he's going to be, you know, a very good coach. But it, but it's been great having those two here um, because they are. They're, they're just like, you know, they're, they're both head coaches at their own level because they're, they're very experienced coaches. They've been in the business for a while. You know, so they understand a lot. There's a lot of fires that they put out, which I truly appreciate before it even comes across my desk. And and, yeah. and any head coach out there is nodding their head because yep. they understand if you got to solve every single little problem, oh, my God, the day can go on so long. You realize, <laughs> did you get anything done that day? Yeah. So, for you know, to have those two that can really help with those those issues ha- has truly been a blessing for me. And then Coach Garcia is starting her third season here. You know, she's chiming right on in. She's just a great person just to have on her staff. Yeah, well, Coach, I certainly appreciate the time. Uh, Auburn opens their season November 6th at home against Grambling State, and then November 9th uh, they play Nickel State in the first round of the preseason WNIT. Coach, I, I again, thank you for the time. I uh, wish you guys the best of luck, and I look forward to seeing you guys play. If you haven't checked Auburn out, check them out. They play a different style of basketball. That's really enjoyable to watch. Thanks, Blake. I appreciate you taking the time. Big thanks again to Auburn head coach, Coach Flo for joining me this morning and taking time out of our schedule. Uh, again, Auburn really does play a, a different, unique style and one that uh, that can really get the game up and moving. If they are able to to find a way to, to get that offense close, look out for Auburn this year. Thank you, as always, for listening to The Jump Around on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, if you could leave a review, that would be great. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Blake Dudonis and be on the lookout per usual for the next episode of The Jump Around. It should be on your listening devices here pretty soon. Until then, thanks so much for listening. This is The Jump Around.